0: welcome to the success shortcut podcast my name is jeff warwick i'm a filmmaker and an entrepreneur and i'm someone that's still trying to figure it out so the purpose of this podcast is to kind of keep track of things that i'm learning um, and share those things with you folks so this is like a work in progress and the goal to get to the highest levels of entrepreneurship as well as filmmaking so let's do this um Okay, what I wanted to talk to you about this week uh, is, okay, there were two things, but maybe I'll do a separate episode. So, um, I was talking to my coach, business coach, uh, Sharon Gutierrez, check her out uh, if you get a chance, she's amazing, and we were kind of like thinking about what, uh, in our coaching session kind of like, what's its focus on this week? And she asked me a great question. Uh, what is lighting me up right now? And I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, when you, when you light up, when you do the things that you're passionate about, uh, it helps tremendously for a variety of reasons. One, you're more fully committed, you're more fully involved, and... Uh, you will perform better um, that commitment that that light that is created uh, by how you feel and like you know through your performance not only affects the results but I think um, people can see it they can feel it and they connect to it so then it it also further increases the results um, And so I think for me, it's one of my keys to whenever I I achieve some sort of success uh, somewhere is when I am lighting up and I'm I'm pursuing that light and I'm fostering that light. So she asked me, oh, what's lighting me up right now? And it's funny or interesting that um, I'm doing I'm, I'm I'm very fortunate and blessed and and built uh the systems and like built my career to this point where right now i'm actually doing all the things or so many things that light me up in general right like uh filmmaking writing uh shooting uh, producing very all film video related kind of stuff uh and then i've built a team that helps with things that don't necessarily light me up um, and I hope that these are the things that, that light them up. I'm for some of them, for a lot of things, it is, um, what lights them up. I, and maybe not fully, but we're going to get there, right? We're going to build, um, the team to that point. That's my goal at least where you essentially have, um, all of these like jazz musicians in certain specific roles, like, feeling lit up, doing the thing that they're doing, whether that's like accounting um, or editing or cinematography, writing, directing, acting, those kinds of things. Right? Like if you picture in sort of my dream is uh, picture people in all the different aspects of the business performing at the highest levels because it's the thing that lights them up. Right. Okay. So With all that, I I am doing all the things that are lighting me up. But I wasn't feeling completely, like, lit up, if you will. And it's funny. So, like, it it gave me pause. It made me think for a second, okay, why? If I'm doing the things that light me up, uh, why don't I feel lit up? And... Uh, I think, so then it just kind of like got the wheels turning and I came to the conclusion that if we're going to go with this like light metaphor, um, that my light uh, could be easily affected by various things, right? So as an example, um, my light, my passion, the excitement, the enthusiasm could kind of be tampered down if I have been doing the same thing, um, kind of routinely, right. It has become the routine. It's no longer like the, the once in a while where it's like, Ooh, I'm getting to do the thing that I love. Um, and then when it becomes routine and it it can become mundane, um, that can kind of, like, tamper or put out that light a little bit too, right? Um, So then I started thinking about, like, the the metaphor about this light. Like, oh, wow, is my light so fragile? Is it, uh, yeah, it's, like, so fragile that it's, like, a candle in the wind that just, like, you know, someone could just walk by and the breeze they create uh, could put it out. Or am I going to build, like, a lantern, like, a glass lantern and, like, protect this light and like have some kerosene and then i started thinking some more about this metaphor like how uh louise hey i've heard it from louise hey she t- thinks about um abundance and like the abundance in the universe and like how we will draw from that as like water um and water in the ocean so we have a she believes we have a choice that we can draw from this abundance like with it from the ocean with a teaspoon um or if you had a straw or if you had a cup or maybe you had a bucket right um and then she kind of finishes the statement in, in one of these uh talks that she gives and says like oh, well what if you ran a pipeline into the ocean right um so and then i started thinking about for this metaphor it's like oh, okay well yeah sure i can build a little lantern Um, Or maybe it could be like an LED, right, with like a 10,000-year battery. Or what if it's the sun, right? It's like fission energy. uh, And like we have understandings of how fission works. Like you can actually buy these kits now and build like a fission reaction in your home. Um, This is absolutely real. Like you could go buy this today. I saw a couple YouTubers do it. They bought all the pieces for it. They built the thing, and they were able to detect fission, a fission reaction. So, um, same thing with us. Then, with if we're going to have this light and this this key to our performance, um, and you know, honestly, it's like a it's a thing that brings fulfillment. It's a thing that uh, feels good. Um so what would be some ways to protect this and make it strong and make it as bright as possible and make it as something that's um inextinguishable unextinguishable not extinguishable uh yeah so here are some of the ideas that I thought about like okay um what would be some ways and I thought about okay like mindfulness uh, or put in other ways like the Zen and Taoism, if you're familiar with those concepts um where it's basically where you're you're looking at everything um and you're seeing the light in everything uh you're making the most of the situation uh another way to think about it is like you're you're savoring the moment right, and this can be anything it can be everything it can be. Um, a glass of water that you're drinking. Like you could, you know, kind of just like drink it down and not think about it. Or you could, you know, kind of take your time, be in the moment of that, be mindful of what that water is doing, feel it quench your thirst, feel it, um, you know, rehydrate you and all of these things, right? Another example could be uh, a cup of tea. If you're, I wrote down an example here, you could microwave a cup of tea, you could guzzle it down without even tasting tasting it uh, or taking the moment of that particular time and just like, you know, kind of rush through that. Or sort of the kind of counter of that is the Japanese tea ceremony. If you're unfamiliar with that, like the Japanese tea ceremony, they've elevated the art of making, serving, and drinking tea to like this fine experience where like every single move uh, is like savored and felt, and uh, you know just you're there, right? Um, so that's that's one way that if you're if you cultivate this mindfulness, if you cultivate this this in the moment feeling which absolutely there's studies that show that you can absolutely cultivate this lots of athletes uh try to achieve this uh this mindset where they are able to dive into this like moment of zen where they're just in the moment Um, another way that i thought about creating this very strong protected light is having an attitude of gratitude. So, I feel it's related to this mindfulness and to being in the moment and savoring it. Um but I it's it's related. And I think if you practice an attitude of gratitude for whatever whatever it is you're doing and then especially the things that really light you up, um you won't fall into that trap of uh, where it becomes routine or mundane. Maybe it is something you do a lot and that you get really great at. But if you maintain this I, this attitude of gratitude and you remain thankful for the opportunity to do it because you get to do it, um, I think that can help also uh, cultivate the... the the light itself, right, that passion for it. Um, I I wrote down some ideas regarding this, that if you're listening to this, uh, you have a lot more privilege and resources than many people. Uh, You have the time and technology to actually listen to this. Uh, as an example, I was in the Philippines in 2016 and I saw kids in the streets of Manila that were so poor that had no clothes on. So you know, these are people that don't have a home, don't have clothes, struggling to get food. These are basic human needs and they're not being able to be met. Uh, We can be very grateful for those kinds of things, even like for your health. Uh, being able to breathe easily, uh, to being able to walk. Like I, my mom had, uh, cancer and when she was reaching the end of her life, she was having an extremely hard time breathing. Uh, so when you kind of put yourself in someone else's shoes and think about that for a moment, uh, you can just sort of see how blessed and, uh, lucky and and all the things that we are right so um then we can think about like and be maybe even more grateful for the opportunity to for me to like write to share my thoughts and ideas with you via podcast to make videos that uh help companies that make people laugh and make people cry um and so on, right? And and then do all the things that I I love to do within that. Uh, it's a great honor. It's a great priv- privilege. And uh, to help guard against being letting it become mundane or routine, I can keep cultivating this attitude of gratitude. Uh, another thing that I thought about, like, is you can be careful about who you bring in to your process, right? Uh, are you working with clients that are in alignment with the way you do things and actually want to uh, appreciate the way you do it and, 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 and all of the aspects of how you do it as well? Uh, we were very fortunate through our wedding career that we had... Maybe, and I actually didn't even encounter this, um, we had maybe one, you know, Bridezilla. And it was, I was fortunate enough that I have a team that um, was able to shield me from this Bridezilla, bridezilla, or at least they were not a Bridezilla to me, um, and they were kind of very demanding to one of our team members, which I actually didn't know about until recently. Um, So... You can absolutely build a client base around clients that uh, fit around how you work and, like, if, you know, and, like, what lights you up, right? Um, and then same, absolutely, with the team that you surround yourself Well, I'm very fortunate that I'm able to choose what team I'm able to work with um, for the most part. So... um yeah, there's, there's that. Sorry, I just kind of got lost in thought there that like I was thinking about my privilege that like, oh, I get to pick my team. Um, wasn't always the case. So in that case, if you're not able to pick your team, um, so well, okay, let's finish the thought of if you're able to pick your team, be smart. Pick the team that like helps light you up, right? Um, I think you can get a sense of when you work with folks, like, are they lighting you up or are they putting out your light, right? Are they positive? Or are they negative? However you want to put it. And then you can start to come up with the different criteria in uh, how they would fit within your culture. Now, if you're unable, if you're not in that kind of position, then you're going to have to kind of figure out uh, strategies and techniques on how to work with people of all kinds of people. Uh, philosophies and attitudes that can uh help you and so man there's probably that's there's probably a whole podcast right there um maybe just some quick tips that i can think of think of offhand um maybe it boils down to like maybe some of those seven habits of highly effective people so uh, one of them, the one that kind of I can think of right now that comes to mind is um, Seek First to Understand Before Being Understood. If you've ever read that book or listened to the audio book for Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, the author tells a story of going on the subway, it's quiet, and then all of a sudden this man comes in with his kids and the kids are unruly and they're just like, Terrorizing the entire subway car, and the author is like annoyed and thinking to himself, Why isn't this dad uh, calming down these kids and controlling them? And you know, they're disturbing me and they're disturbing everyone in the train. Um, And then the father kind of snaps out of it and tells the author, uh, Oh, I'm sorry, Um, the kid's mom just died. And they don't know what to do with themselves, I don't know what to do with myself, and they're kind of just running around like crazy. So, immediately his attitude had shifted, the author's attitude had shifted from that of kind of being annoyed and upset that these kids are running around, the dad's not doing anything about it, to, oh my god, how can I help? Uh, You know, extreme empathy and sympathy for this family, and then, uh, you know, like, everything had shifted. So if you're in a work situation where it's not, it's, it's, you know, not like cultivating your light, maybe putting it out a little bit, um, maybe you can think about like, seek first to understand before being understood. Um, Actually, for another podcast that I was going to do, which was related to this, and, and maybe I can kind of touch upon it a little bit, is creating systems in the workplace for cultivating these kinds of things or like what i put on here was um even like things for like conflict resolution so uh i was taught by michael palmieri one of my mentors for um if you're upset uh you don't respond right away uh, wait seven minutes. If you're still upset after seven minutes like if someone did something to upset you, you wait those seven minutes. If you're still upset after those seven minutes, wait an hour don't respond till an hour and then if you're still upset after an hour, wait another 24 hours um, and then see how you feel and then and then you can respond then. Uh, it, you know when you're upset and you respond, it typically doesn't lead to positive things. Uh, it's best when you're calm, uh, you're in a better place. You're thinking about um, understanding them before being understood, um, and then we could even talk about the Hawaiian uh, practice of uh, Ho Pono. Um, I was actually researching it this morning for our company as well as for this podcast. There's actually different. I haven't found like a very definitive. This is how you do it. Um, so I want to kind of come back to that, but maybe it can start you on this journey of figuring out ways to bring it to your workplace. Okay. Um, ah, other things that I wrote about, like when you're in a team, in a work environment, uh, I think things that work for us is creating boundaries, having self-respect, um, trying to have open and honest communication. We've actually tried to install processes where open and honest communication is done on a regular basis. So in our weekly and daily meetings, we try to put in things like um, sharing our wins, sharing our challenges, uh, praising uh, people, you know, everyone on the team each week. Uh, and, and various things. And I think in another podcast episode, I'm going to share a lot of these processes, and then maybe folks can kind of share and chime in as well. Um, and then on this topic of, you know, who is on your team, right, and who is a part of your journey, uh, I wrote down this idea or this story that I heard about the Dalai Lama, uh calls certain people his special friends and these special friends are typically the kind of like in his definition the kind of people well i'm paraphrasing like crazy um from someone that was paraphrasing it i heard this from mary morrissey on one of her programs and uh she said that the dalai lama was talking about i believe the dalai lama was talking about um special friends where these are the people that upset you or anger you or maybe they're your enemy strong word Um, and the reason why he used special special friend is because he believes that those people are here to help you teach you a lesson about yourself Um, like not consciously per se but um, when you encounter those situations where you're upset and angry and these people are your special friends those friends are uh have been brought into the universe and the world for you um because there's something that you need to heal for yourself so think about that um i'm no dalai lama i'm no saint and i can get frustrated and angry and upset um and I can easily forget this concept of special friends, but hopefully you don't. Hopefully you guys can remember this special friends concept. Uh, what else about this? Um, other things that I wrote down regarding like how to cultivate and protect this light is thinking about: Am I coming from a scarcity mindset, or the the positive version of that is what is the like? how can I come from an abundance mindset? I think thinking about this abundance mindset and then thinking about the things that light you up can really help. And you can build and grow that thing you're uh, so passionate about. So those were the things that I could think of if there's anything else that i'm sure i've missed a million things so please absolutely share those with me in the comments or email me or however you want to contact me um i would love to hear this this to me is a very important topic and it would be fantastic to be able to build something as bright as the sun and as as powerful Uh, As the sun as well. And I mentioned, uh, I want to in another episode talk about creating uh, specific systems within the workplace on being able to cultivate these kinds of uh, ideas and culture, I guess, or behaviors. Um, Because, you know, if, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a business owner, or if you're a manager or, uh, someone that's able to create a policy within your workplace, like, absolutely. Why not create the culture and create the practices and processes around having a great time, uh, in the place that you're working. Why not? Like, there's no rule that you have to be miserable, right? Like, we can just we can make our lives as awesome as we want to make them, right? Um, I get that if you're in a situation where you're not in a position to be able to do that, but at the same time, it's like we can control ourselves. So uh, you can always kind of figure out a way. And uh, if you're in that situation, and I, I didn't mention maybe this is a thing that I was going to mention before. Sort of the ultimate choice that you can make is you can change your situation so you can absolutely change it by helping to influence and change policy within your workplace but if you needed to and if it was like if you're in a very toxic environment maybe it boils down to you need to change the place that you're working at or the kind of job that you're working in um, and so on so I get that that's super scary and um can be difficult and i've been there i've been there trust me in terms of like not wanting to let go of the one thing because you know what it is in order to reach for the next thing um but sometimes yeah you gotta let that one thing go in order to grab the next thing so um i'm here for you i get it uh one of the things if this is on if this is like resonating with you for some reason. One of the things that helped me make the switch was this, uh, belief that I heard from Deepak Chopra, I think. And he said, leap and the net will appear. Um, so I just kept on thinking of like Indiana Jones, right? And uh, I forget which one it is where he like takes that step and he like looks like it's, he's going to fall down this cavern, but there's actually this bridge there. Um, So leap and the net will appear Uh, if, yeah, again, if you're like in some sort of super toxic situation, that might be your best option. Um, So let's see, let me go back to my agenda here as part of these processes that I think help make for a better uh, life and maybe a better podcast, I don't know. Uh, So I shared the lesson, there were some examples in there. What's an actionable step actionable step i think uh figure out what lights you up like it maybe it sounds corny or um silly but like hey i'm here for it if you're here or if you're listening this long i think you're here for it too um write those things down because it's so easy to uh not know what lights you up and 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 it's it's good to have that running list of like, yeah, I really enjoy these various things. And then um, then you can cultivate it more, right? Actionable step, write it down, cultivate it more, practice these uh, ideas and lessons that I laid out here. And if you know of any others, share them with me. Um, and I would love to hear them. And I, again, I'm not perfect, and this is what I thought of. So now, the same goes for me. I need to go practice these things, the mindfulness, the attitude of gratitude, um, putting in place the right team around me, the right clients, and then uh, putting in place the processes that help to cultivate um, a good environment a, an environment that fosters this light and uh, having an abundance mindset and I think that's it so if you enjoyed this podcast if you got anything out of it I'd be thrilled if you shared it I would be thrilled if you commented and liked and left a review and all those things um yes I love you guys <laughs> I think there's like four of you listening right now. And that's awesome. I appreciate you all. Um, And hopefully you get something out of this. And until next time, I'm Jeff Warwick. This is the Success Shortcut Podcast. And we'll see you later. Bye.